From Pennsylvania Avenue to Main Street, Scott Inez tackles the hot topics like only he can. It's time for Inez Says. There, I welcome you back to the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez as we start the week fresh this week. Thanks so much for joining me here on the podcast. You can find it all over the place. The front page of the WDBO app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts as well. And I invite you to join me on the radio every single weekday morning for Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Outside of Orlando, be sure to stream us right there in the WDBO app. Well, Ron versus the Don. Ron versus the Don. It really hasn't materialized yet anyway on the campaign trail. Ron versus the Don. Ron DeSantis versus Donald Trump has really been a no contest. And it was way back on May 24th, about a week and a half ago, as we're taping this podcast right now, that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis made that much-anticipated announcement that he will be running for the presidency of the United States in 2024. And here we are about two weeks later, nearly two weeks later, and much to my surprise and to the surprise of many, Florida's governor really has not gotten the bump that I would have expected in the polls. Now, I said the same thing a few months ago when Fox News did basically a media blitz with DeSantis. They interviewed DeSantis in his hometown of Dunedin, did an entire package about DeSantis and his history. It was sort of a precursor to his official announcement. Nothing, nothing, no bumps, no nothing. Nothing has materialized. Nothing substantial, that is. As a matter of fact, in some polls, Trump has actually widened his lead over Ron DeSantis since the governor's official launch. A Yahoo News YouGov survey finds now that Trump leads DeSantis by 28 percentage points among likely GOP primary voters, 53 to 25 percent. That, by the way, is an eight point increase over early May when Trump led 48 to 28 percent. Now, in a hypothetical head to head matchup in the Yahoo YouGov poll, Trump also leads DeSantis among Republican primary voters, 55 to 31 percent. That is a 10 percentage point increase in the margin from the last time the survey was taken a few months ago. So what gives here? What gives? What the heck is going on? There are theories out there, and we'll explore some of those theories with ABC News political analyst Steve Roberts coming up here in a few minutes. But the theories include that DeSantis is a little too, well, robotic, maybe a little too mechanical out there on the campaign trail, that there's no warm fuzzy there. Other theories say that DeSantis is being negatively impacted in the polls because of his wading into the woke culture wars in Florida a little too much for the rest of the nation's palate. And I think it's notable to point out that this Yahoo YouGov poll shows that just 29 percent, 29 percent of voters agree with the statement that the rest of America would be better off if it were governed more or less like Florida. Or there may be nothing wrong with Ron DeSantis' campaign kickoff, that the results of these recent polls may be very easy to explain. And that is that Donald Trump and his personality suck up all the oxygen on the Republican side of the presidential equation, and that the nation's GOP voters believe that Trump has some unfinished business to deal with in Washington if and when he gets back to D.C. in the White House. Whatever the case may be here, the first GOP presidential debate is going to be on August 23rd. 
Now, I'm not going to say it's make or break for Ron DeSantis on August 23rd of 2023 for a 2024 presidential election, because, again, it's still very early. But as a Floridian who loves what this guy has done here in the Sunshine State, he's got to start reversing a disturbing trend here for him because he is going the wrong way right now. I am stunned that DeSantis has actually lost ground to the former president since his big announcement nearly two weeks ago. Now, earlier, I chatted with the ABC News political analyst, Steve Roberts. I trust Steve with me. He's always been right down the middle. And I start off with Steve about talking about a crowded GOP presidential field getting even more crowded this week. Here's that conversation with ABC's Steve Roberts. Okay, Steve, it looks like Mike Pence and Chris Christie are going to throw their names into the ring this week. Let's talk about the former vice president here, Mike Pence. What's his lane, Steve? Like, is it vote for me? I'm the calm, cool, and collected one here on the GOP side. What What's his lane going to be here? I think that's part of it. The other lane is evangelical voters. Mm. you got to remember that uh, 26% of Americans describe themselves as born-again evangelical Christians. And uh, 80% of them voted for Trump in the first round, 76 the second time. Very important um, uh, constituency in a, in a state like Iowa, even more important. And um, it was always an anomaly, Scott, you know, that uh, the fact that uh, Trump was able to do so well among uh, conservative Christian voters, given the fact that he'd been divorced three times and, and his, his whole uh, personal history was so messy. But, um, of course, uh, he, he did this in part because he kept his promise to appoint a lot of conservative judges, and, and that was the key issue. But Pence has, in his personal life um, and just value system and life story, much closer to the values of, of uh, conservative Christians. And I think that's um, a, a big part of it. And I think the other word you're going to hear from him is constitutional. Mm. Um, you know, you got to remember uh, in that uh, critical moment on January 6th when Donald Trump said uh, to Pence that he could somehow disrupt the counting of the votes. It was Pence who said, no, the Constitution tells me Mm -hmm. I have to act this way. And you're urging me to abrogate that. So I think that's another word you're going to hear a lot from Pence. What about Chris Christie, the former New Jersey governor? I don't see Christie being a factor here unless, Steve, unless he's there to become this this attack dog against former President Trump in this race. I mean, what is his lane, Chris Christie? I don't think he has one. Mm. Um, look, I, I, I think in, a, in an earlier Republican Party, uh, perhaps uh, there was a lane in terms of sort of the moderate uh, or pragmatic wing of the Republican Party centered in places like New England or the Pacific Northwest or the upper Middle West. Not today. I mean, I just don't see that uh, dimension of the Republican Party. You know, at one time, Just think about this, Scott. At one time, you had from New England a whole bunch of Republican senators, Lowell Weicker of Connecticut, Warren Redmond of New Hampshire, Olympia Snow of Maine, John Chafee of Rhode Island. There's none of them left except for one, Susan Collins of Maine. Mm. There's not a single other Republican senator Mm. tells you um, the, the tremendous change in the Republican Party. The center of gravity has moved to the south and the west in the Republican Party. And uh, I just, I, I think Christie, you know, he's been a TV personality. And I think in many ways, this is, this is just an ego trip. And, and he wants the platform to attack Trump. Mm-hmm. But um, as you know, he, he's in it for the platform. He's in it for the visibility. Uh, I, I don't know 
a single analyst who thinks he has a real chance. Well, Donald Trump is dominant in the polls right now, Steve. Does it surprise you that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has not sort of cut into that deficit just a little bit since his big announcement? Yes, it does surprise me a little bit because, um, you know, the, the fact is that Trump is is vulnerable. You know, in the, if you look at all of the polls, national polls, and this is very early, so you've got to take them uh, with a grain of salt, but about 53% of Republicans said they want Trump. Well, that sounds like a lot, but that means almost half of Republicans want somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, there's no doubt that uh, DeSantis and others, uh, they were in Iowa, all of, they were, a lot of them were in Iowa last week, and they, you hear the themes. Uh, uh, we need a new generation. For all the talk about Joe Biden being too old, which many people think he is, you know, Trump's only four years younger than Donald than than Joe Biden. You can make the argument. There's a you know, um, uh, DeSantis is 32 years younger than uh, than uh, Donald Trump. So you hear the new generation argument. You hear, and and the single biggest argument is that Trump's a loser. But um, and I thought that that argument would be more effective, at least so far, uh, because you know, like like everybody else, uh, Republicans want to win. You know, and and and, and uh, it, it's hard to see how Donald Trump wins a, a national election. But so far, DeSantis, you know, you, you've talked to, and I've talked about this a bit before. You know, when you move from the state level, where DeSantis has been enormously successful, uh, to the national level, the scrutiny gets a lot, a lot tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the comments he made about Ukraine, that it was a territorial dispute, really. Um, dimmed the enthusiasm some people had for him. Plus, uh, the reports from the campaign trail is that he hasn't come across as a particularly warm or likable or relatable figure out on the uh, trail. Now, when he appears with his wife, Casey, and talks about his kids, he does a lot better than uh, than he does in other circumstances. So he, he's still finding his legs out on the campaign trail, I think is the best way to describe it. Thanks to ABC News political analyst Steve Roberts for being on the Inez Says podcast today. That's going to wrap it up for the podcast. Join me on the radio every single weekday morning. Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time.